my praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, and we thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. One place in the scripture, the writer said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. I am glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. This is, there is no other place that we want to be besides right here entertaining the presence of the Lord, feeling after him. That's a good thing. Amen. It's a good thing that God's given us another chance to be in his house to call upon his name. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'd like to turn your attention to the book of Genesis. We're going to look at chapter 3. Okay, we want to begin looking at verse number 1. Genesis chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse number 1. And it reads, Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said that ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Yea, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her and did eat. All right. God bless you this morning. You may be seated. By the help of the Holy Ghost, we're going to preach this morning on the subject, what are you looking at? All right. As we read here this morning, this is a pretty familiar passage of Scripture referring to Eve and how the devil had talked her in to partaking in something that God had strictly told them not to do. And you will find in your life that there are going to be things that you understand that are not good decisions and things that you should abstain from and not partake of. And you're going to find yourself being pressured at times to do these things. It is uh, commonly known as peer pressure. Something that kids uh, in school, they fall victim to a lot of times because everybody else is doing it. And so they feel if they want to fit in, if they want to be a part of the crowd, that that means they have to do what everybody else is doing because they don't want to be made fun of. If you're the kid that doesn't do what everybody else does, they will call you names and they're going to make you feel bad. And when you're small and, and you don't know the difference, then that's, a, that's the worst thing in the world. There's nothing worse than that. There's nothing worse than being felt like you're not a part. Okay? And that's where the devil always is going to come in. Okay? We understand this morning that God has given us an opportunity. 
He has given us a chance this morning to have eternal life. He's given us the salvation plan in the Scripture. He has showed us how that we are to get rid of the sin that we have in our life. And the Scripture says that all of us have sin. And all of us come short of His glory. So there's not anyone pointing fingers and saying, Oh, you have sin in your life. No, we all have sin. And it's something that the Scripture says that we all have to take care of. And we all have sin because of what Eve just did right here that we read about. Because of her disobedience and her lack of faith and her lack of desire and her lack of love for the message that God had given her. And that's where we all fall victim. Okay? Just a lack of faith. See, God is more than willing this morning to, to take care of all of our needs to bring us into all the understanding that we need, we have need of this morning and bless us with what we need, the strength, the peace, the joy, the understanding. All these things God has got at His fingertips, literally. And He wants to pour out into our lives and He wants to bless us. He wants to give to us. He wants to bring peace into our heart that is wrecked by sin. See, there is no good thing that cometh out of sin. No good thing comes out of a the Bible says, out of an unstable mind, okay, because you're not going to be able to make a right decision. You're not going to be able to know what you should do because you're always going to be torn between the two different sides, okay? But when you realize what God has given and what God is doing and what God has allowed, what God has blessed you with in your life, and that everything that you have is only by the grace of God, and the very strength and the breath that you have that you're breathing right now is by the grace of God. You begin to think about all the good things that God has done for you in your life, and all the opportunities and all the different provisions that He has made and provided for you day in and day out. And you start to realize that sometimes these things that we are looking at, these things that we notice, these things that we feel are important, they're not so important any longer. See, the Scripture says that Eve, after the devil began to speak to her, the Scripture says she looked at the tree. And when she looked at the tree, she saw that it, was, it looked good. It was pleasant to the eyes, meaning it was something that was easy, something that appealed to her. Okay, And I want you to know that sin is always going to look good. The devil's always going to put it, and he's going to present it to you just the way that you like it. My wife, she knows the way I like things. And she knows that if, if I'm a little upset, which I'm never upset, but if the case is that I am a little upset about something or stressed out or tired, then she knows what to do. She, she makes me a nice dinner and she has everything all nice and clean and tidy when I come home, and, and everything's just in place because she knows I like that, okay? And she knows that's going to push the right buttons, and it's going to make me, you know, come a little bit less unstressed, if you will. Not completely, but just a little bit more, okay? And so I'm saying is the devil knows your number, okay? And he knows what is in your heart of hearts, and he knows those things that you're desiring about and those things that you think that you need. All right, And so he's going to come and he's going to make it look just like you want it to look. But you're going to find that when he does that, that it's not what you need. It's what you think you need. It's what your flesh is telling you that you need. 
But what you really need is a good old-fashioned dose of the Holy Ghost. What you really need is to find an altar of repentance and to get your mind focused on what the real cause here is. And it's not us. We're not the reason. We're not the cause here. We're simply here trying to prepare our hearts, trying to make ourselves ready to stand before Him at judgment. Amen? And so what does that mean? That means that we are focused on one thing and one thing only, and that is repenting. That is being baptized in Jesus' name and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's all we're worried about here this morning is making sure our hearts are ready and prepared to stand before God. But see, the devil wants to come and he wants to say, oh, this over here is something that you need to pay attention to. And, and this over here is something that you need to notice or something that you need to partake of. And oh, you can't do that because if you do that, that means that, that you're saying all these things over here are wrong. And you're saying that these people are not doing it the right way. Hey, you take it however you want to take it. But the scripture only tells us one way. And the scripture only gives us examples of one way of things being done. So that means we're going to do it that one way. We're going to be baptized in Jesus' name. We're going to receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence and speaking with other tongues. Amen. And so that means sometimes that there are going to be people that get uncomfortable because conviction, conviction is something that's uncomfortable. When somebody gets caught doing something they're not supposed to do, they don't like that. They, they wiggle and they squirm and they try to push the blame on something else when instead of saying, I did it, they say, oh, so-and-so did it. And this are all these excuses, Okay. And nobody wants to feel conviction. Nobody wants to be at fault. Nobody wants to be at wrong. Okay? But when, it, when you become a, the scripture said, Paul said one place, when I came a, a man, I put away childish things. Okay? Meaning that when I come to a right mind, I come to understanding, I realize it's time to stop playing games. It's time to stop pushing blame. It's time to grow up. Take some responsibility for what you have in your life and take care of it. That's a novel idea, right? God's blessing you with something. Doesn't it seem like a wise decision to make sure that it's being done right? To making sure that it's being properly taken care of? We recently just added to our family a couple of weeks ago. And God was great. And everything is good and healthy and strong. And we're thankful for that. But it's something that's a responsibility. You don't bring a new baby home and, and, and put it in its crib and walk away and go do what you want to do and, and say, oh, well, I'll get back to that in a little bit. Okay. Well, there's going to be a lot of screaming going on, and there's going to be a whole lot of frustration going on there, and it's not a good thing. And eventually, if you leave it there long enough, it's not going to make it. It has to be taken care of. You have to feed it. You have to change it. And then you have to feed it. Then you have to change it. And then you have to feed it and change it again and again and again. Nonstop. It's something that you have to do. That's part of being a parent. That's part of responsibility. That's part of growing up. But see, nobody, that, that becomes, that's natural, right? Everybody knows that. When you have a child, that's something that's standard. Everybody knows you have to do those things. That's what being a parent is all about. Well, that and a lot of other things, but those are the main things at the beginning. 
It's the same thing when you come to the realization of who God is. There are certain things you have to take care of. And if you don't take care of it, guess what? It's not going to work. It's not going to be what it needs to be in your life. It's going to be dead weight. It's going to be a struggle. If you keep your baby happy and you keep its little belly full and you keep its diaper changed, guess what? It doesn't cry all that much because it's, it's feeling pretty good about things. But when you let that diaper weigh about 50 pounds, they start screaming because they're uncomfortable. And that's the only way they can tell you, I'm not happy. Okay? Well, spiritually speaking, if you walk around and you don't pray, and you get a carnal mind about you, you're going to complain about every single thing that's going on. You're going to get a nasty attitude. You're going to, you're going to everything that the leadership says, you're going to question it. You're going to say it's not necessary. You don't have to do it that way. And all these things start pouring out. You know why? Because your spiritual person inside of you is crying out, these things aren't right. I need help. Change my diaper. Okay? And the way you change a spiritual diaper is you pray and you repent and you get a hold of yourself. And you don't let yourself keep making a mess. That's what it is. What's the scripture say about the dog that returns to its vomit, right? That's nothing pretty to look at. You wouldn't go vomit and go over there and snack on it, would you? That doesn't make any sense. In fact, it's very nasty to think of that. But that's what you do when God brings you out of something and God is providing something for you and saying, look, this is what I'm doing for you. And you say, no, I don't want that. No, I don't have time for that. So you're going over and getting yourself a big platter of garbage. And you're sitting down and chowing on it because that's what you think is a good idea. Okay? That's what Eve did here. Eve took and knew in her heart that was something I'm not supposed to do. That's something that God has said I'm supposed to stay away from. That's, I'm, not gonna, I'm not supposed to have anything to do with that at all. And what'd she do? She allowed the enemy to say, did he really say that? Is that really what he meant? Or was he just, you know, is that just the way he worded it? Okay. Well, let me tell you something. When the word of God says it, that's what it means. Let me tell you this, when senior pastor says that, that's what it means. If he says don't, that means don't. That doesn't mean don't until maybe later, and then maybe you can. See, that's where the old, you know, what really is in the heart of the matter there. That's when your real heart is going to be displayed in what you're really going to do. And that's the all part of growing up, okay? The, the, the good parent takes care of what they have and make sure everything's working right. And those that don't, they just push them aside and say, oh, we'll take care of that later. Okay, there is no later with God. The scripture says that today is the day of salvation. This is the day that God has made for us. This is the day that we've come to worship and to call upon His name. This is the day that we've come to dedicate and rededicate and make sure everything is in working order. I didn't just come to service in the morning because it's Sunday, and so this is what I do, and so here I am. No, that's not why I've come here this morning. I've come here this morning because it's a day that we have designated to worship God, and that we're all gathering together to worship Him in one mind, and one accord, to offer up praise to Him. I've not come just for another service. I've come to get a touch in my heart. I've come to get a renewing in my spirit. 
I don't want to be weighed down by all the garbage. It's very easy. And the, and the way that the world is and the economy and everything else, everybody is depressed. <laughs> everybody is, is scrambling, trying to make ends meet. And, and, and they don't know what their job's going to do. They don't know if this is going to be here tomorrow and all these different things. But you know what? Hey, we know what's going to happen to this world. That's no surprise. Why do we look around and say, oh, why all these things? That should be triggering something in your mind that's saying, hey, I better make sure my heart's right. Hey, I better make sure that I'm prepared here, that I don't need to be worried about my job for tomorrow. I need to be making sure I'm prayed up if I'm standing before God tomorrow. See, the world doesn't have the Holy Ghost. The world doesn't have the truth, what God has given you this morning. And so see, that gives you a very big advantage. That's all the difference between having eyesight and not having eyesight. Okay, You see what's happened. You see what's going to happen. And you see that everything is going to be just right. Nothing to be scared about. God's got everything in control, right? Amen? Now you have to remember that God has everything in control for those that love Him and those that are called according to His purpose meaning those that have repented, been baptized in Jesus' name, and got the Holy Ghost. Them are the ones. That's the body of Christ. That's who God's got everything worked out for. So the question is, is that where you're at this morning, or are you kind of on the edges? Is it kind of a thing you're just looking into, maybe letting God do in your life? Okay, I'm not looking into this. I'm jumping into this with everything that I have and making sure that my feet are found solid in the Scriptures making sure that my vessel is overflowing with the Holy Ghost. I don't want there to be any questions in my heart of what I'm doing. I don't want there to be a time when the, the, the enemy comes to me and begins to question what I'm doing and me to be able to fall into the same trap that he falls into, okay, and say, oh, well, you know, maybe we can allow this, and uh, you know. And see, when, when those things are happening, you better just let your Holy Ghost kick in and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Slow this thing down for just a couple minutes, okay? Let's walk this through, okay? If she would have taken the time to walk through the decision that she was making, she would have realized, I don't do need to, I, I should stay away from this. You see, when you recognize that, it takes a whole other step to stop it, okay? Because sometimes we, we, we take that conviction that God gives us and we throw it out the window. And we continue to keep trampling on it and walking on it and using it and saying, oh, God's always going to be there. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. God's not always going to be there. You're going to go so far and you're going to push down that conviction so much that you're not going to be convicted any longer. It's become normal for you to do the things that you want to do. And it's not going to affect you because it's going to become just what you want altogether. Okay? And see, this morning, if you're in a place that where you can do wrong and you don't feel bad about it, I'm praying for you very strongly this morning. <laughs> when, it, when it becomes normal for you to be disobedient and not think twice about doing your thing after strictly being told not to do it, then guess what? You need to find a place to pray. And pray that God will give you some conviction in your heart. And pray that God will forgive you for what you've done. See, you have to understand this is not something to play around with. This is not something to take lightly. This is not something to, to, to just, just think it's always going to be there. <clears throat> no, it's not. The church isn't always going to be here. God's house is not always going to be here. His spirit is not always going to be here. 
There are going to be times when there are going to be people coming back looking and, and, and wanting, and guess what? It's too late. It's gone. They, they've, they've, they've pushed the envelope, per se, too many times and allowed it to pass them by. Amen. That's the enemy. The enemy's going to come. He's going to say these things. He's going to talk you out of. He's going to bring doubt. He's going to bring misery. He's going to bring fear and all these different things. But at the same time, the church is preaching the gospel. The same time, there's going to be a body of believers that is standing up, and they're going to continue to keep doing what the Word of God says. They're going to continue to encourage those that are lost and those that are weak and to keep preaching what God is going to do. Amen. I'm not going to allow the devil to get me down to where I can't have joy in my life. I'm not going to allow him to get me to a place that I can't lift up my heart with my hands and give God some praise for what he's doing in my life. It doesn't matter what our situation is. It doesn't matter what everybody else's situation is. God is still on the throne. And God is still doing a work in these last days. And we're going to be here doing the work that God has given us. Amen. I'm excited about what God's doing. I mean, there are good things going on. In the midst of everything else that's it's happening and, and everyone doing their thing and all these different things happening, there's still, the church is growing. People are coming. People are being baptized. People are receiving the Holy Ghost. And so, see, it doesn't affect the church because the church is going to continue to move on. It doesn't matter. If you, if, if you don't feel that you can be with, hang with it, hey, you need to hang with it. You need to understand that there are things that are going to pull you and try to distract you, but you need to just ignore them and understand that God is doing a work in your life and get enough strength about you to stand up and get a backbone about you and say, I'm hanging with this. I'm not going to allow myself to be pushed down. I'm not going to allow circumstances to come and rob what God's trying to give me in my life. Hallelujah. When you don't feel like it, guess what? You need to stand up and give God some praise. When you can't think of anything positive going on in your life, you need to get up and say, God, you're good. Your mercy endureth forever. And I know you see my life. I know you see my situation. And I'm going to praise you for it. It doesn't matter if I ain't got two dimes to rub together. I'm going to praise you right now. It doesn't matter what my body feels like. I'm going to give you praise right now because I know you've got my victory on the way. I know my promise is in the making right now. So you just got to overcome the devil. You just got to overcome your mind and the, and the way the devil's trying to put in your mind. The devil says, just sit down. No, it says just, just, just don't worry about it. Just go, go do this over here and go do that over there. And stop thinking about it. No, what you need to think about is the Word of God. And you start putting God first in everything, and the Scripture says everything is going to be all right. You keep putting God first. You keep trusting in God, and you don't turn around, and you don't look to the left, and you don't look to the right. You just keep focused on what God's doing. Everything's going to be just right. It may not be what you want, but it's going to be just right. It's going to be what you need. I don't want what I want. I want what God wants. What I want is going to get me in trouble. But what God wants for me to have and what God's going to give me in my life 
It's going to bring peace to me. It's going to bring joy to me. It's going to bring understanding to the things that I really am looking for. See, people look for happiness and alcohol. People look for peace and drugs and relationships and different things of that nature. But they're looking for the answer in all of the wrong places. They're, 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 all they're receiving are little fixes, little patches, band-aids, if you will, for what the real problem at hand is. But if you want to fix things the right way, if you want to fix things to where it's not going to break again in a couple hours, okay, the buzz only lasts for a couple hours, and then it's over, and then you realize, well, what am I doing here? What, what's going on? And why did all these things happen this way? But when you get the Holy Ghost, and when you allow God to give the, get the weight of sin off of your life, and that you can actually begin to see the light, the real light, the real way, then you're going to be able to say, hey, this is good. This is good. And you're going to start feeling the Holy Ghost, and you're going to say, this is much better than anything else. And I don't, I don't want anything else besides what God's got for me right now. But see, at every stage, you're going to encounter some, re some rejection, some opposition. And then once you realize, hey, I want this thing, and then you begin to pray, then the devils will come all over again. <laughs> he's going to say, oh, then he's going to say, you can't have it. You know, it's not for you. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. The, you know, all these different things. And I'm telling you, all you have to do is just be perse persevering and just keep praising God. When he says, oh, no, it's not for you, just keep your hands up. And you keep praying. When he says, oh, you're going to fall away, no, no, no. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to keep praying. And when all these things keep happening, all you got to say is, no, no, devil, I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to listen to anybody else. I'm going to keep praying. And I'm going to keep trusting. I'm going to keep my hands up. I'm going to keep my hands clapping. I'm going to keep my voice singing. I'm going to keep my mind focused on what you're doing. Because it doesn't matter what anybody else says. God knows what he's doing. If I listened to my mom, I wouldn't be here this morning. If I listened to my dad, I wouldn't be here this morning. Because they all said, oh, that's nothing you need. Well, I said, tough. You don't know what you're talking about. I need this thing. <laughs> see, see, apparently you haven't felt what I felt. Because when I felt the Holy Ghost, I didn't care what anybody else thought. I understood in my heart this is where I'm supposed to be at. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. There is nothing else for me out there besides the Holy Ghost. There's something knowing that you've got the right thing. There's something about knowing you've got the real deal that you can go ahead and stop wondering if there's anything else out there because you already know this is it. This is the answer to my finances. This is the answer to my marriage. This is the answer to every problem that I have. It's all right here in the house of God. And you say, how is that possible? Let me tell you something. The scriptures say, with God, all things are possible. That means every single situation in your life, it's possible with God. There's nothing. I'm not holding anything back. I'm not saying, God, you can't do this. You can't do that. I'm going to say, hey, God, whatever you want to do, you do it. And I'm going to praise you for every single step of the way. <laughs> and see, that's one thing to say that. Anybody can say that all day long. When it starts happening in your life, you better be ready. 
when your bank account says $1,000 and then God comes and something happens and it's down to a dollar, are you still going to be able to praise God? You're saying, God, let your will be done. It begins to happen. Are you going to be able to say, thank you, Jesus? <laughs> thank you for that dollar that I have. Thank you. <laughs> when you praise God for, for the automobile that you drive and it stops running, are you still going to say, thank you, Jesus, for the legs that you've given me to walk? <laughs> I still got a hold of those. So I'm going to thank you for those. So you got to understand, sometimes you're going to go back to the bare necessities. Sometimes it's going to come back to just square one, but that's okay if you got the Holy Ghost. You don't need anything else. And so as long as I got my Holy Ghost, my arms are going to be lifted up. As long as I got my Holy Ghost, I'm going to have joy in my step. I'm going to be excited. Hallelujah. Let's worship in this house this morning. Amen and amen. God is doing good things, and I want to make sure I'm taking advantage of the blessings of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. song that we sang earlier says why, why am I worried about the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs why, 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 why worry about those things those things that's called life it doesn't matter if you have the Holy Ghost if you have the Holy Ghost you're still going to have ups and downs there's still going to be things that come against you that doesn't mean just because you are turning your life to God that everything else is going to be perfect no 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 but it means that through those ups and downs and through everything else that comes against you, you're still going to have joy. You're still going to have peace. You're still going to have understanding. Amen. And so that means, why worry about them? Why allow that stress and weight to weigh upon you when all you got to do is trust in God, turn it over to Him, and just praise Him? That's not hard. Just praise Him. You begin to praise Him for the victory. You lay it down and you start shouting the victory and say, God, I know you've already taken care of it. I know it's right where it needs to be and you've got all under control and I'm not going to think about it again. I'm just going to wait until the promise comes. And that's it. That's what you call standing on victory. <laughs> I'm standing in faith believing this morning. I know without a shadow of a doubt that God knows what he's doing because the word said he does. So this morning we have a chance to come to an altar and pray, to worship, to turn our hearts to Him, to refocus, redirect, get things in line. Right? Amen. It's like a little assignment here. You had a little time to do your, as an AC, your little self-test. Asking yourself this morning, where am I at? What's going on? Kind of re-examine here. What's my priority this morning? Is my priority this service? Making sure things are right? Or is it what's going on after service? Or what's going on this week? What needs to be a priority is right here, right now. Making sure the Holy Ghost is alive in your heart. Making sure your sins are buried back here in this water. 
I don't want to leave here with sin in my life. Scripture says when we are born again, we come out of that water, we're a new creature. And all of our past, everything that we've done, everything we've said, it's, it's buried in that water. I want to leave that new creature this morning. You see, with that new creature, you're going to have a new understanding. And you're going to have a new mind and a new everything. I don't want any of the old leaving with me this morning. It's going to stay at this altar. If you've been baptized and you come and pray, and God's going to overflow you again with that blood. Amen. I want to leave changed. I want to leave excited. I want to leave pumped up about what God's doing. I don't want to leave walking out with my head hanging low, depressed and worried about everything that's going on. No! That's what the devil wants. The devil wants you to be in that place. That's not what God wants. God wants you leaving and shouting the victory this morning. Amen. Let's come and worship Him. Let's come and give to Him this morning all of our heart. Laying everything down, say, Lord, here I am. Please have your will. Please have your way in me this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, the way I'm going.